0: You're listening to the My Victory Podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to My Victory Church, one church in five physical locations. Let's welcome everyone that's joining us right now in Tabor, in Claresome, in Okotoks, in Lloydminster, Lethbridge. Welcome to you guys and everyone that's joining us online, wherever you guys are watching around the world say hello in the chat. I would love to say hello back. So hi to Jen and to Michelle and to Deborah and to Kim and to Peggy and to Carson and to uh, George and to Anna. Uh, watching from Bolivia. Wow. Welcome to you. Johan's on there. So good. Come on, give them a big hand. <laughs> Johan's watching from Nova Scotia. Great to see you guys. Welcome to part nine. Yeah, this this is part nine, we... Uh, don't typically do series nine in a row. Uh, we, we, uh, typically, our series will last you know, three to six weeks uh, maximum. Basically, a series, if you're just joining us, is where we take a topic and we talk about it until you're sick of it. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. We take a topic and we kind of flush it out in, in a series of, of weeks. And, um, and so we this one, are you sick of this one yet? No, four, four people aren't. The rest of you are just like, Wee! Um, no, just kidding. It we're in, we're in a series called Songs of Summer, and we've been throughout this entire series, we've been taking songs that have been written in this house for this house for, for over the last year and a half, and we're releasing them on YouTube, and you can go and find those, uh, you know, this this afternoon if you haven't listened to them already. And the whole idea of releasing these songs, and the reason why we're preaching, but I'm doing a series about them, is because we thought, well, we can release music and going, oh, well, that's good music. But I really felt like there was something deeper in these songs and in the lyrics of these songs. And I thought, these songs are, are, are going to basically be speaking to what is in more than just a few of us hearts. And that we feel like, and as you go on through these songs, there's probably a song or two that's resonated with you. And basically, it's like someone put words to something that you've been feeling or sensing over the last little while, and the first five songs that we released were basically lamenting the year and a half that we've been through, and just kind of acknowledging that, you know, the last year and a half and COVID and all the rest of it has sucked. Let's just be real; it hasn't been great. And what it's done is it's really caused a lot of us to to question our faith or question God and question ourselves. And and, and so we wrote songs that are very raw, very honest, very real. And at the same time saying this is what we feel, but at the the same time we acknowledge that we decide to place our hope in our God. And that we choose, no matter what we feel, we choose to hope in Him. And and the last four songs, and this one in, in particular is basically a prophetic declaration of what's to come. And I gotta tell you, we are one month away, um, this week, one month away from our relaunch as a church. And on Friday, October 1st, mark in your calendars, you're gonna wanna be here. uh, Friday, October 1st, 7 p.m., we're gonna be holding a service here that's gonna be launching a brand new uh, name, brand new brand, all the rest of it. But this is not just, you know, Relaunching a brand, or re, you know, launching a new name. This is really a replant, a relaunch of our church. And I, as we get closer, I'm I'm feeling the anticipation just build up and build up and build up in me, and going, what's about to come has has you know what we've been through and what we've you know what our past is. God has done some amazing things. We celebrate that. But what's about to come? I am super excited about because I'm seeing it, I'm seeing things line up, and we are about to step into some territory, into some areas that I think is going to be unprecedented, certainly stuff that we haven't seen or been through. And so you're not going to want to miss that. That's going to be a significantly, spiritually significantly, emotionally significant and powerful, powerful weekend. Also on the Saturday, October 2nd, we're going to be doing a, a breakfast here on the grounds, and then we're going to be doing some team, you know, training and meetings and that, that just in the morning. And then, and then that Sunday, we're relaunching, un, you know, church, and, and it's going to be, there's going to be some changes, and it's going to be exciting. I think you guys are going to get are you excited about that. It's, it's, uh, you should be, I know many of you are like, I don't know what to be excited about, <laughs> oh, I, and I wish we could share, but it's, it's, it's exciting um, what is coming. Also, uh, this message, every one of these messages, I've started with a question, and today's song is, is you're going to be surprised, I think, and, uh, that that came out of uh, us and came from here. It's, it's quite a bit different than what the other ones have been, and it's... It's, um, it's unique. And I, and I think in some ways, and I got to be, honest, this is one of my favorites. And we saved this one for last, but this one is one of my favorites. And we're going to get our praise on, if that's okay. Have a little bit of church, that's okay. Yeah, it's going to be good. And it's not country. Sorry, Cindy. <laughs> not, not, not that surprising. Someone's thinking, surprising, it's going to be a country song. No, not that surprising. But every one of these messages, I've started with a question. And, and before we answer these questions, and these questions that I've been giving, like we, we have our pat Christian answers, that when we get asked these questions, that we, we answer in a way that we think we should, or the way we think God wants us to, or the way that we think the church wants us to. And I don't want you to answer these questions in that your super spiritual Supposed to answer self. I want you to answer these questions, every one of these questions we've gone through, I want you to answer them honestly. Because honesty is is where we can actually get a breakthrough and we can we can see things change. And honestly, we need to answer these questions and ask these. And the reason why we've asked these questions is because it's not just enough for us as believers to know God or to, and to know about Him and to worship Him. We need to know who our God is, who he really is. And under pressure, um, under pressure, we, what our faith is and what we believe comes to the surface. And we begin to see what we really think. And this last year and a half has been a little bit of a pressure cooker for, for many of us. And under pressure, I think there's some things that bubble to the surface in my own heart that I was like, yeah, that's not exactly the anchor, the faith anchor that I thought I had or that I thought I was, or I've got some serious questions. And so I thought it unfair for just me to have these questions and and, and not answer them properly. I thought I just got to share them with you too. So that's all good. But the question for today is this, do you trust God to answer your prayers? Do you, do you trust God to answer your prayers? And before you quickly answer yes, um, let me add this part to the question. Do you trust God to answer your prayers in the time and in the manner in which you expect? That's a little bit more difficult, isn't it? Come on, let's, let's, let's be honest with one another. It's really difficult to have full faith and trust in a God we cannot see. And before you answer, no, no, it's not. I, I trust God, I have faith in God. Wait, Jesus said it was really difficult to have faith and trust in God you cannot see. Remember he told Thomas that when, when Thomas wouldn't believe until he, until he saw the resurrected Jesus. And once he saw him, he believed. And, and Jesus goes, Thomas, it's good that you believe now that you've seen me, but blessed are those, talking about all of us, who believe and cannot see. And in other words, Jesus is saying, it's going to be difficult to fully trust and have faith in a God we cannot see. Yet, it's possible. And I would even say, necessary. And let's let's learn how. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Genesis chapter 22. And we're going to go through... An odd story. There's some really weird stories in the Bible. This is one of them. We're going to go through, if you, if you haven't, you know, if you find the Bible boring, um, there's probably a lot of parts of it you've skipped. Because there's some really wild and crazy stories. Strange stories. This is one of those strange ones. It's, it's a, If you've grown up in church, this is a popular one. But I, I want to look at it again and and. In the light of this question is, do we trust God to answer our prayers in the time and in the manner in which we expect? Genesis 22, verse 1 says this. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. And he said to him, Abraham, here I am. He replied, first of all, I don't like the statement, God tested Abraham. And the reason why I don't like that is because, well, uh, the world tests me enough. And if I'm really honest, I test myself enough. Because sometimes I'm just plain stupid. Don't look at me all holy. Anybody else? Sometimes you're just plain stupid. Nobody's got... Anybody without regrets? Sometimes we're just stupid. Sometimes we just, and sometimes the testing we have are our own faults. Or is that just me? That's, sometimes the testing I go through is just, yeah, that's me. Sometimes people are stupid. No amens there? Sometimes people test me. And sometimes people hurt me. And sometimes people... Are, so, I mean, I, the world and, and circumstances and COVID and all the rest of it is enough of a trial. And, and I'm enough of a trial. And other people are enough of a trial. And then you got the devil and all the rest of it and you all this testing and going, that's enough testing. I don't need God who's supposed to be the one I'm supposed to run to and supposed to be the one that I, that I can lean on and get me out of that trouble. I don't need, I don't need statements like God tested Abraham. I don't like that. But listen, listen, listen. When God tests us, and this verse shows us it's possible for God to test us, when God tests us, that's because there's a much bigger picture. Something we don't yet see. We see to the corner, God sees around the corner. We see the mountain or the problem in front of us, God sees over the mountain. And sometimes when God tests us, all the time, when God tests us, he doesn't just test us because he's mean. He doesn't just test us because it's a fun thing for him to do, to watch us squirm. When he tests us, there's something, there's a much bigger purpose in mind. And his bigger purpose always leads to a brighter future. We need to believe that. We need to see that. Let me show you what, what I mean. If you, if you hesitate to believe that, let me show what I mean. Because it says, look at this in verse 2. Then God said, and here's the test, to Abraham, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Um, what? Like this is, this is weird. This is, this is bizarre. How, and this is, this, some of you are, are looking and going, see right there, that's why I could never worship your God. Because any God who does that, that's not a God worth worshiping. And I, that's a, that's a, that's a reasonable, that's, that's reasonable. It really is. Because this is so, so weird. If I was Abraham getting this message, I'd be questioning what Sarah fed me last night. Like, I'd be like, ah, uh, wait a second. What? Come again? What, what did you just say? Did I hear that right? Like, what? What? And here's what's amazing. I'd have some serious questions for God. And, And as weird as this verse is, the next verse is weirder to me. Because the next verse tells us Abraham's response. Abraham's response is, so early the next morning, Abraham got up, saddled his donkey, took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. And when he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place that God had told him about. Wait. Uh, No questions, Abraham? No, no hesitations, Abraham? No like yeah, let's talk, God. Let's let's you and me, let's have a talk. He just gets up and does it. Wow, I mean, that's why Abraham is called the father of faith, by the way not just by jewish people not just by us christians the muslims also call him the father of faith because this kind of faith is awe inspiring awe inspiring this is this just the fact that he responds and immediately goes shows me he had absolute absolute undeniable absolute trust in god absolute trust god says yeah, let's, let's sacrifice your son. Okay. What? Okay, that's the next verse. On the third day, if you've got a physical Bible, you might want to underline the third day. Anything triggered when you hear the third day? There's, the third day is kind of significant to us Christians. On the third day, Jesus rose again from the dead. On the third day. There's no, there's no, this is not a coincidence that this is on the third day. On the third day, Abraham uh, looked up and saw a place in the distance and he said to his servant, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back. Did you catch this? We will worship and then we will come back. Abraham had absolute faith that God would provide. Amazing. Amazing. So then the next verse says, And Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. I'm not sure how he carried fire, but that's remar- remarkable. I, I, Probably the way to create a fire. I don't know. Anyway, I, I got caught up on that one. I was like, how did that happen? And as the two of them went on together... It says this, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, and, it, and this is Kelly's translation, uh, um, uh, hey, hey, dad, and Abraham's like, oh, here it comes. Oh, no, oh, no, I was hoping he wasn't gonna notice. Like, what's he gonna ask? No parent's ever done that, right? You never, you'd like, you're like, hey, dad, can we talk? And you're like, oh, they're gonna ask the question. This is not about sex. This is about yeah, right. the fire and wood are here. Where's the lamb? Isaac's starting to clue in. So, something's not right. Look at Abraham's response. Look at this. He says this. Abraham answered and said, This God Himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. I, I like this. See, <laughs> we don't we can't read emotions when we read this, but you like, and so you know, hey, hey, dad. Uh, where's the the lamb? (laughs) Don't worry, son, God will provide. Okay. Think, Think about this. What faith? Abraham had absolute faith in God and Isaac, think about this, had absolute faith in his dad. Abraham's following God with a blind trust. Undeniable trust. And Isaac's following his father with the same trust. Okay? Then watch this. When they reached the place that God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. And he bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Uh, I can't imagine what's going through both of their heads at this moment. I mean, is Isaac going, "Uh, Dad? What, 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 what are, what are you doing? I don't, I don't, I can't imagine as a father. I can't imagine Abraham's emotion in this moment. And, And I'm wondering, did Abraham ever waver in his faith? Did Isaac ever waver in his faith towards his dad? I mean, come on, absolutely, they had to have. They're human. Yet they pressed on anyway. And then, then this verse, then this verse, th- this verse, then he reached out his hand, Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the reason why I highlight this verse is it might be the most, probably the second most pivotal moment in all of human history. It's certainly the most pivotal moment in the Old Testament. The, first, the most pivotal moment would be the resurrection of Jesus when he woke up, walked out of the grave on the third day. That's the most pivotal moment in human history. Everything changed. This might be the second most pivotal moment in human history. And here's why. Here's why. Because Abraham had enough faith in God and his promises that he believed that God would raise Isaac from the dead if Abraham killed him in that moment. I heard one preacher say it this way. He says that that, it was that act of faith, this act of faith right here in this verse, that gave God permission to raise his own son from the dead. And it was this, this is why this is so pivotal, it was this moment where God saw a mortal human, a fallible human being have enough trust in God to be willing to sacrifice his own son for God. And that gave God permission to say, if he can do it, then I can give up my own son for all. We may never know if God would have raised Isaac up. He didn't have to because of what happens next. It says this, But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, and Abraham, and and I like this. It says, here I am, he replied. This is such Bible talk. Like, come on, he didn't say, oh yeah, here I am. He's got a knife in his hand, about to slay. This is what the verse before says, about to slay his son, and an angel calls out, Abraham, and I, if I, this, this, just imagine the motion of this moment. You have the knife in your hand, and you're, and Abraham, Abraham, about time! <laughs> like, seriously, God, come on, like, About time! Are you kidding me? All of the emotion would just be, ah, what's about to happen? Oh, God just shows up. Anybody ever have that moment when all of a sudden at the 11.59, 59, all of a sudden you get the answer. You're like, ah, wow, about time, God. Why did you take so long? Nobody's ever had that? Can you imagine in this moment? I mean, Abraham. Abraham's like, here I am. You can't tell me that's what he said you can't, can, oh yeah, oh yeah, hey, yeah, what's up, here I am, he's like, oh, they're relieved in that moment, why, why does God wait to the very last moment, because you, you know why, I think, you know why God wastes the very last moment? is because you and I, we see finite. We we see what is happening right now around us in this very moment. And we see what might be just around the corner. But God sees so much further. And while we get stuck in, in what we need deliverance from right now, God is seeing something. And he's setting up something. And he's preparing for something much, much bigger than what we see. Much further than what we see. And in this moment, listen, this isn't just a About God testing Abraham for Abraham's own faith. This is about God testing mankind. Abraham is saying, "If God can, if if Abraham is willing to do this, four thousand years later, I'm going to be willing to send my own son and sacrifice him, uh, and uh, for the for all." And the angel says, "The angel says that do not lay hand on the boy." Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son. And it's interesting, he says, your only son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Abraham passed the test. But there's more than the test than just seeing if Abraham feared God There's something, something much, much bigger, much more substantial in this process. Because look at this next verse says, Abraham looked up and there in the thicket was a ram caught by its horns and he went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. God provided a lamb. And Abraham knew that God would provide. Remember he told the servant, we are gonna come back. He told Isaac, God will provide a lamb for us. And God did. Abraham knew that God would provide a lamb for him that day, but in reality, God's plan was to provide the true capital L lamb one day on the hill of the Lord for the entire world, a willing sacrifice, willingly sacrifice his own son for the sake of us all. The next verse says, so Abraham called that place the Lord will provide which in Hebrew means Jehovah-Jireh. And to this day, it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided, Jehovah-Jireh. It's called the mountain. He called the mountain right there, Jehovah-Jireh. God will provide. The Lord will provide. Future tense. Did you notice that? The Lord will. Future tense. Provide. Because he prophetically saw the coming sacrifice. And interestingly enough, this is what's fascinating for you historians. What's fascinating is that this very mountain where Abraham ended up building that altar, that very mountain became the future site that the temple in Jerusalem was built on where the, the Jewish people would gather from all across the nation to offer their sacrifices and they would offer lambs And sacrifice lambs for their own sins every day. Like every, they would do this every day. Sacrifice was being made at that very spot until, until the capital L lamb was sacrificed once and for all. Come on, you got to see this. Look, Look, look. When I started this message by saying, "Do you do you trust God?" to answer your prayers. And some of you are like, yeah, no, I trust God to answer my prayers, and then I added the part in the time that you expect him to, or in the way that you expect him to, and that's a, little, that's a lot harder to answer, isn't it? Because God doesn't often do things the way I expect, or in the way that I expect, and look at Abraham was looking for deliverance, and looking for a lamb for his circumstance right here and the whole reason and what's going on right here God, his blind trust and his faith in God is amazing but he was looking for deliverance for right here and the entire time God did this, this strange story God did this entire thing because God had a plan and had a, had a vision that was 4,000 years later that would be the deliverance not just of Abraham but would be the deliverance of all of mankind Isaiah would put it this way He said this before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will. Here, this is the God we serve. Before—that's a big word—before you even call on His name, before you even call for deliverance, and God will answer. Now, here's the, here's the thing: many of you have a hesitation to trust God because God has not answered the prayer that you prayed in the way that you expected Him to answer it in all the rest. And some of you, God, God didn't just show up late; He didn't show up at all in the way that you thought. Because, listen, and we become disappointed, and we become when we our trust in God becomes a Affected because we're expecting an answer one way, because all we see is to the corner. All we see is right here. But I promise you, if, if this is what's happened to me in the last little while, all the stuff we've been through, all the things that I've been through in my entire life, all the hesitation, God, where are you? God, what's happening? How come you're not answering the way I want it to be answered? When I look back, all of a sudden I look back and I'm going, Oh that's why that happened. Oh that oh oh that's why. Oh oh that's why. Oh that's why. And if none of that would have happened the way it happened, I wouldn't be here right now. Cuz before I before I even knew what to ask, he was setting things up over here and I was focused on here. And look at listen listen. I'm I'm talking prophetically, church. Everything that we've been through in the last 42 years as a church, all the things, and why this and why that, and what's going on here, and how come this and what's happening here, all of that, all of those questions, we can get we can get wrapped up. I'm speaking I'm speaking prophetically. I'm saying right now that all these things, and where was God, and how come this happened, and how come that didn't happen the way we expected, and all, all the rest of it, is because all those things you look back and going, <gasps> But look what he's setting up here. Did you know this? Look at, listen. Do you know this? I looked up the Hebrew term, the Hebrew word "Jireh." We, we, if you're a Christian, you and been for any other time, you know the multiple songs been singing. We sing Jehovah Jireh. Um, and, and elevation and Maverick City just put out another song, Jireh, and all like all these things we talk about Jehovah Jireh, and we always say Jireh means God provides. But I looked it up again, just to double check, and I looked up the name Jehovah Jireh. Do you know that the Jehovah Jireh, this is what it means. It means that God will see or provide. God will see or provide. I've always known that Jehovah Jireh meant God the provider. I didn't realize that it meant God will see or provide. God will see. You got to get this. You got to get this cuz this this is still blowing my mind. God's it suggests this name Jehovah Jireh that that Abraham named that mountain after, it suggests that God's God's vision of future need. In other words, his prevision leads to his provision. Oh come on, you didn't come on online, amen, a little bit louder than what's going on in the room. The room's just looking at me like, huh? God's prevision leads to his provision. That's what Jehovah Jireh means. It means that God sees what you're gonna need, not just for today, not just for tomorrow, but he sees what you're gonna need and what your family's gonna need generations from now and years from now. And that his provision now, his answers now is his prevision is leading to his provision. Later, we look at COVID and going, Why, why is God this? Where's God and where's God? All the rest of it, not realizing that His prevision is setting us up for His provision. <laughs> you getting this? Because I bet you if you look back on your life and, and the things that you say God didn't answer there, all of a sudden, but if I hadn't gone through that, this might not have happened. And all of a sudden, you're going, Wow. God knows. Yeah, his name is Jehovah Jireh. Today's takeaway is this God's prevision leads to provision. Imagine, God is your provision. That's who he is. Did you know that all the names of God, there's lots of names of God in the Bible. Things that he's, you know, Elohim is one of his names in, in the Bible, and that's a Hebrew thing. They called him Elohim, which Elohim, in English just means creator and he's got you know he was called after he did some great miracles and broke through and actually you know he announced himself as El Shaddai which is another Hebrew term which means God Almighty he announced himself as El Shaddai to Abraham and when Abraham didn't think that his 90 year old wife could have a child and God says I'm God Almighty I can do whatever I want and then Abraham believed and Isaac was born and, and all the names of God in the Bible all the names of God in the Bible are, 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 are listed because of what he does what he, what he does with his hand he creates what he's called the creator he's almighty because of the miracles he does he's, all the things he does except for one one name of God is different and one name, that name of God is Jehovah or in, in Hebrew Yahweh which means listen, listen Yahweh or Jehovah Translated means "I am that I am." In other words, Elohim, Creator, is what He does. Jehovah is who He is. So when we attach and say Jehovah Jireh, it's not what I'm, what I'm. I'm setting up here is this: you need to understand is that Jehovah Jireh provision is not just something He does. Mm-mm. God sees and provides, because it's not just something he does, it's who he is. Abraham understood this, which is why when God says, sacrifice your only son, Abraham Abraham went, I know him. I know him, he will provide, it's who he is. And so he went. And I'm convicted through this whole, I'm convicted reading this whole story and going, "I I don't have that kind of faith, God help me with that kind of faith. Because I need to have that kind of trust in God. I need to know who my God is. And my God is prevision and provision. My God is our provider. Let's let that sink in a little bit, what that means for you. Let's pray. God I thank you for who you are. And God forgive me for doubting you and questioning you answering whether you'd answer the prayers that I prayed, the hesitation that I've even prayed had in praying them. God help me to know you. Holy Spirit. Help my flaky faith to anchor in, to know you, who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're here today and you don't yet have a relationship with God, maybe maybe you thought that becoming Christian is joining a religion. It's not. It's, it's beginning a relationship with a God who has so much prevision that He sent His only Son a couple thousand years before you were born, knowing you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. He had prevision enough to send His Son to die for you so that He would provide salvation. Before you even knew you needed it. Many of us, myself included, I grew up thinking that God was the mean judge, that I had to impress or be good enough, you know, to get the stamp of approval. And God's not the judge at all. You know what, you know what Jesus is? Jesus is the defense attorney. He's the defense attorney defending you before the accuser. And not only is he your defense attorney, but he's a defense attorney who says, yeah, he's guilty, but let me pay the price. That's what relationship with Jesus is all about. And all you need to do to begin that relationship is to confess with your mouth that Jesus is God and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And right here, right now, you can begin relationship with him. It's not joining our church, it's not joining religion, it's personal relationship our provider. So I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer with me. If you're watching online pray it with me wherever you are. Let's pray together. Everyone repeat this after me. Dear Jesus, I confess that you are God and I believe that you rose again from the dead and I ask you right now to become my God, my Lord and Savior, my friend. Thank you for forgiving me of all my wrongs. For accepting me just as I am. I give my heart to you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm gonna ask everyone to close their eyes and bow your heads. If you pray this prayer for the first time, would you just boldly raise up your hand? Give me a wave and say, yeah, Pastor, I pray this prayer for the first time. I wanna begin a relationship with Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Look around one more time, make sure you didn't miss anyone. If you prayed this prayer for the first time online, just click like on the I Have Decided comment below. Thank you. Isn't God good? Come on. Now listen, I'm going to get you to stand up because you're not going to be able to sit still in the song. But listen, listen, I, I, want you, I don't want you to listen just with your physical ears again. Go, oh, that's a cool song. If you, are, have str- if you struggle to answer that question, do I trust God? Do I really trust God to answer the prayers in a way? And you got something out of today's message saying, I need to believe and have that absolute trust, that blind trust that, that Abraham, I need to have that kind of trust. And I think we need it, Trish, for where we're going, I think we need it. I think you need it. For where you're going, with God's destiny in your life, I think you need it. While we sing these words, Man, I, I, want you to, I want you to worship, I want you to, want you to bust through that the hesitation and that maybe the, get dump some of that pain, some of that anguish of unanswered prayers and going maybe, no, God's got a bigger plan. I trust you, God. You got a bigger plan, whatever it might be. There's a line in this song that is, is, is near the end that says, and it just repeats over and over and over again. He's not finished. He's not finished. He's not finished. He's not finished. You can proclaim that and saying, hey, I might not have got the answer yet. He's not finished. He's not finished. He's not finished. He's not finished. Thank you for joining us today on our My Victory podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us, check us out at myvictory.ca. If you'd like to watch our live stream, go to victorylethbridge.tv.